What's up, Melanated family? This is your boy Harrison Mann from Melanated Fathers TV. This is the Melanated Convo podcast. I'm happy to be back for another week. Thank you for everybody who is listening. Um, please do me a favor, family. If you are listening to this on one of the digital platforms, please make sure you leave a review. Um, you share it with your friends, you know what I mean, so we can get as much traction as possible. If you're watching this on the video platform, if you're watching this on Melanated Fathers TV, you're watching it on one of the Facebook clips I post, the Instagram clips I post. Please share it, share it, share it, like it, like it, like it, share it with your friends. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back for another week. I got a special guest on today's episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. I got a sister who's been putting it down in the entertainment business for a while. She's a radio host. She's a producer. My sister, Felicia K, first lady, Felicia K. Um, so we're going to bring her on here in a minute. But first things first. Like we do here on the show, we're going to get with the black businesses. So let's get that thing popping, man. How's everybody doing? Today is Sunday. It's Halloween. You feel me? Y'all bringing y'all kids trick-or-treating with all this corona shit going around and you know what I mean? How unsure we are about the world. You're going <laughs> to you get your kids some candy from a goddamn stranger. But who, I'm, I'm happy I'm not in that position no more. My youngest son is 14, so he doesn't trick-or-treat or any of that. But it's something to think about. Even though I'm not the biggest proponent of this virus because you can't say the damn name in in any derogatory manner because they'll flag and shit but i'm not the biggest proponent of this virus or the shot but just in general if we're thinking about our babies you know what i mean this may not be the best time to go trick-or-treat <laughs> but i'm happy to be back man like i said this is another episode of the melanated combo podcast the first thing we do on the show always is talk about the black businesses, right? The health of our community, what, how we fare in this country. If you don't like racism, if you don't like segregation, if you don't like how we're treated by people outside of our community, supporting black businesses is one of the ways you can circumvent that treatment. You feel me? So let's get everything popping, man. The first black business, this is my homeboy, actually. Let me bring this up real quick. Hold on one second. Share screen. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Radio station live. Okay. So this is my homeboy, Tim Mac, who actually um, we grew up in the same uh, we grew up in the same neighborhood. So this is actually my my old school homeboy. You know what I mean? But Tim Mac created a radio station, right? He created an underground radio station that's available on the App Store and the Google Play Store. The name of the radio station is the radio station live. It's basically a downloadable radio station app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Like I said, as of right now. They have 12 variety stations. Their server is capable of um, hosting 100, maybe even thousands of new stations. So they're looking for new radio stations, of course. Um, their server is fast and up to date as of right now. The app is being downloaded and streamed in over 130 companies, which is some big shit. I'm sorry, 130 countries, which is some big shit. This app is growing daily. Um, this app is only a year old, so they're still in the startup stages. That's why I'm, you know, the brother reached out to me to mention his platform on my platform and I, and I, I was so happy to do it. You know what I mean? Anybody being creative, this is like something I'm big on as I get older, any creative endeavors that people around me are engaging in, I'm going to support them. I'm going to step in and do everything I can to help. We need to, we need to promote 
this type of thought, right? There's nothing wrong with having a regular job. I always say that. I'm going to continue to say that. We have to make money. There's nothing wrong with having a regular job. But what do you do for yourself? Like, like what, what, what are you passionate about? What, what moves you when you get up in the morning? If it isn't your actual job, you know what I mean? So anybody around me, this black men especially, deciding to do things creative, deciding to do things on the right side of the law, I'm always for it, right? So as far as the the radio station.live, they're working on getting their licensing with, with, with ASCAP, BMI, and CSAC. I think that's what that says. So the artists on the app will get credit for their plays. Um, they'll be able to spend more high-profile artists. Um, um, but their original goal is basically to cater to the independent artists and creators, right? Now, the the one of the goals of the radio station live is to bring the best exclusive underground content from artists and creators. They're aiming to be the pinnacle of where the next big artist or creator are coming out of. Um, they've been working hard to get everything going. You know what I mean? They just want to give independent artists their shine. So everybody listening to the sound of my voice, if you go to the app store, if you have an iPhone, if you go to the app store and you put in the radio station, the radio station, it'll pop up for you. If you have trouble finding it, let me know. I'll send you the link. But I, I downloaded it today and it's actually a pretty dope radio station, right? So it's playing a lot of underground Sacramento artists, a lot of underground Bay Area artists. So this is important, man. If you're into hip hop, if if you um, plan on taking the next stages of your career seriously, maybe you want to hook up with the radio station. Make sure they got your newest single. Make sure they playing your shit. You know what I mean? But this is my boy who reached out to me. Um, Tim Mac also has a, a, a rap group called The Consortium. That's something I wasn't going to mention today, but it, that's important, too, because him and his homeboys, uh, again, some other dudes who was raised in the same neighborhood I was raised in, um, they got a new album called The Consortium. So that's something y'all should actually check out, too. So the, the promotion today is about the radio station, which is their new independent radio station they pushing. But you know what I mean? If you're into hip hop, go check out The the Consortium, which is the album with Tint Mac and a couple of other artists. Um I'm familiar with those brothers, but I don't know them personally. But the, the music sounds good. That That's like the bottom line, right? The music sounds good. But go to the radio station at the App Store. If you go to Apple, Google Play, the radio station, underground radio station playing hip hop. You feel me? And they have a lot of other um, they have a lot of other stations. So they have hip hop station. They have um, news radio, reggaeton um slow jams christian gospel talk radio so they're trying to cover um all bases and again this is an independent movement so let's follow it y'all do me it won't cost you nothing to go to your app store right now and download the radio station do the same thing i tell you to do for my show as far as um leaving reviews it will help these brothers as well if you leave a review after you listen to the radio station. If you leave a review, it'll definitely help them out. So, again, that's the radio station can be found on the App Store. If you have an iPhone, if you have a, a, a Android phone, you can find it at the Google Play Store. Let's support these brothers. You feel me? So let's go. Next business. Hold on one second. Hold on one second here. Let me remove that. Next business is. Hold on one second. You see, because I reach out to people on Facebook, my social media platforms, you know, and I just ask black people like who got a business that needs some promotion, regardless of your kind of business. As long as you positive, as long as you move the needle forward, as long as you 
being as creative as you possibly can. I'm I'm all for all of those endeavors. You know what I mean? So the next sister, let me see here. Hold on one second. Let me share my screen. This is the sister who reached out to me. Her name is Armonte Marie, right? She has highly favored extensions, right? Highly favored extensions. Now, keep it real. In our community, a lot of the women in our community wear extensions. There's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? But my thing is, if you're going to wear extensions, if you're going to wear extensions, why not get it from somebody that looks like you? That's always the caveat, family. You can buy whatever the fuck you want to buy from wherever you want to buy it. But we all should look to if, if we're going to buy certain products, let's look to see if people that look like us sell those same products. Right. So if you look at the extensions, you see here. The sister is doing doing her thing. Her social media is starting to blow up. You see the hair. You know what I mean? The extension. She says she's going to have wigs soon. But this is interesting to me because I see a lot of my sisters wearing extensions, which is cool. Do your thing. I'm not judging you. But let's try to support the people who look like us that are selling these same products a lot of times we find ourselves in the asian stores which again sometimes this is based on convenience this is based on price at times but nah man come on let's let's make it up make an effort to look for people who look like us people who are listening to this on the digital platform i am um um Checking out my sister who has an instagram page called highly favored dot extensions highly favored dot extensions and you can find that on instagram right now she'll have a website soon but currently she's doing her business from her instagram account she ships anywhere in the country right so she can she's in california but she can ship you the extensions wherever you are so that's highly dot extensions.com i'm sorry highly dot extensions is the instagram page where you can find um the sister's work now the hair is one of the top virgin hairs and it should last up to two years if properly taken care of um in this winter she'll be dropping her wig packing boxes which will be exclusive so all my females out there again i implore you if you are going to wear extensions do your thing but try your best to you know what i mean get the shit from somebody that look like you which is something we don't do often you know what i mean we quick to run to an asian who will goddamn call us a nigga in a different language or have a big ass, have a big ass, uh, uh, a glass up in front of you, letting you know they don't fuck with you like that. But we still spend our money with them. That don't make sense. Y'all gotta admit that don't make sense, right? That don't make sense. So whether you a man who don't like extensions or don't like a woman with a, a weave, that shit don't matter. If she's going to buy it, why not buy it from somebody that look like you, right? So again, that is highly favored dot extensions on Instagram. Highly favored dot extensions on Instagram. So let's get this thing going, man. So. Let me see here. Let me take this off. Hold on one second. Again, if you're watching the video, please hit the like button. Please hit the share button. If you're listening to this on one of the digital platforms, and let's say you want to see the video. Let's say you want to see the visuals of the businesses I'm speaking of. You can go to Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube. Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube is where you can actually see the video of my podcast. But again, I appreciate everybody for uh, uh, for joining us. Now, to my guest, this sister um, reached out to me a while ago, and, and I was able to be on her show. Um, she has a great platform. She has a great platform where she focuses on um, she's an executive producer and host of talk radio for L.A. Talk Talk 
Radio. That's something she's done. She's a broadcasting journalist. She's a DJ for KUBU 96.5. She's the executive producer of the First Lady POV TV show for Access Sacramento. Her producer credits include Livewire television talk show, producer credits for the Charlene Hernandez television show. So this stuff, this just has been putting in work for a while. We've been following each other for a while, and I'm just happy to see her progress, happy to see um, where she is right now in, in her evolution. I want everybody to say what's up to Felicia K. First Lady Felicia K. What's up, Felicia? Hey, Harrison. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing today, sister? I'm well, thank you. All right. We've been trying to get this done, right? We've been, you know what I mean? Well, invite. <laughs> I know. I know. I said, oh, man, it's just common courtesy. Like, we kept putting it off. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, I normally don't do nothing on this day. This is like my, and I was like, like nah, because he's been waiting, and it's just common courtesy because you came through for me, no questions asked right away. So it was only right that I paid for it. I appreciate you. No problem, no problem. I just wanted to make it a point to get you on here because just watching everything you do, you consistent, you know what I mean? And a lot of people I talk to who are trying to start anything outside of working a regular job. The primary, right. fucking, the, 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 the key thing in the recipe is being consistent because sometimes right. it's difficult when you got a regular life and you got family and you got bills to pay. Sometimes focusing on, focusing on some creative shit can get put to the back burner. So everybody that I see, like Absolutely. Myself, you know what I mean? So everybody I see like myself who take the initiative to day in and day out, grind, but whatever it is, I'm all for it. So let's get it going. Right. So like I said, I wanted to touch on, we're going to talk about hip hop, you know what I mean? And some of the shit that you're more keen to discussing, but I wanted to talk about your story, right? So tell everybody I'm, where you're from. Yeah. I'm a hip hop historian, but I, I do it all, man. I talk news. Actually, I've been trying to, me and my older sister, um, not to interrupt you, we talk about this often for three years, uh, since 20, well, a little longer than that. I've been telling her since 2018, like I'm trying to get away from hip hop. Um, but they just won't let me. It's like, you know, every time I say I'm getting away from it, another opportunity to say, hey, first lady, we got this so-and-so, we want you to, like, well, how much is it? Okay, I'll do it. So, yeah, <laughs> I keep getting boxed into just hip-hop, but it is what it is. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So tell everybody where you're from, Felicia. I'm from Sacramento, California. I'm normally, well, I was born in Florida, raised partially in Georgia. All my family is in Georgia, but I, I was raised technically since I was five years old. My mom moved here to Sacramento, California, and that's where it's been ever since for the kid. Got it, got it. Okay. Well, shit, what, what part of Sac? Uh, what part of Sac? You from the South or what, what, what area? I'm, I'm from South Sac. I'm from Metaview. Yes, that's, yes. I'm I rep that. I'm I don't get caught up in the politics because I'm good at any hood. Like, rather, LA, rock with all sides, all colors, all spectrums, but I'm proud to represent Metaview. Um, I'm one of the roses that grew up out the concrete that, that ended up making good, so I definitely know that better and always let everybody know that um, it's some good product that came out of where I'm from because um, I come from the same humble beginnings as a lot of other people, and um, yeah, and, and, and it turned around for me. So I definitely like to put my section on the map as much as possible. Definitely, definitely. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, uh, well, tell me real quick, what uh, what high school did you go to? I went to Kennedy High School, John F. Kennedy High School. Ah, oh, come on now. You know what I mean? It's, you know what I mean? It's Burbank <laughs> over here. You know what I mean? 3,500. <laughs> no. 
I'm not caught up. <laughs> right down the street, like literally, like I can't lie, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> now, tell me, Felicia, like, how did you get your start in radio? Well, actually, um, radio was a fluke for me. I was already doing learning doing production because I worked with LWR Production, Lauren Reed, who's now working in Hollywood and with Denzel Washington and just to name one of the big names. But um, I actually started on that side of it. Um, I was always doing hip hop stuff. I was doing like music review columns, um, Sickness and Sack Report Magazine. But um, I met Lauren Reed through a friend of mine and he was just getting into television production and I was already starting to host the side of like doing hip-hop artists and when he got started moving up um through a mutual friend of somebody reached out to me opportunity to go work and well I don't know, i'll just say mother love you guys might know her from like she had a syndicated talk show and she was on saturday night live and things of that nature she was over at la talk radio and so that's how i got drew in like wait a minute i i know this chick you know she um She's different as far as she's knowledgeable, she's educated, but she's also um, no script and, and off the cuff. And, and people tend to relate to her um, just based on her rawness. So she decided to give me a try and pull me in. And Dina and Sam Hassel, the owners of the station, uh, flew me out to L.A. And they liked the ruggedness and the rest is history. That's how I got into radio. It started with me hosting a pilot for a talk show for Lauren Reed, a bigger opportunity came up for him. Um, a mutual fourth of ours said, hey, I got something that where you can still use the talk show aspect and it'll build your resume and we can always double back to the flip side of the television production, which ended up working out for me because in the process of doing radio, I learned what Lauren was doing. And because in my mindset, nobody would ever be able to snatch the carpet from under me again. Not that he did it maliciously. He did it for what he was supposed to do. And that's move on to greater things. That's what it's all about. But I was kind of left stuck on the television side because I wasn't really knowledgeable. I knew I knew how to host. I already went to school for the broadcast and journalism. I knew that, but I didn't know production. So I couldn't just pick up once he left. And so I just decided I would make myself start for an aspect. But yeah, radio came about that outlet. And then I doubled back to the television production side a couple of years later got it got it so as a creator like what do you enjoy more do you enjoy being on the radio more or do you enjoy being behind the camera more mm. you know what I, i'm gonna say even though i didn't start in radio i enjoy radio more because i am a connoisseur and a lover of music and being on the radio i'm not just a broadcasting journalists. I'm not just bringing the world news. I'm not just interviewing um, celebrities and, and entrepreneurs and things of that nature. I get to spin records, which was um, my first love when I was a kid. My uncle Wayne taught me, you know, about the turntables and things of that nature. And when I was a little girl spending the summer with my grandparents, I met Marvelous. She was fresh out in Sacramento and Elder Creek. Um, our parents were real close and she, you know, she was already like messing around with rap back then. So just based on, you know, loving music and, you know, it, so I would say definitely radio, radio, because like I get to still be a part of 
the music aspect of it all. But um, I, I would say it was equal because over the last three years, four years, I've really, really started to appreciate um, what goes into the behind the scenes of television production. And I, I love that as well. But if I could only pick one, I would definitely rock out to the last, my last days on earth on radio. If they said you can only do one, it would be radio. Definitely, definitely. Okay, so let's get into to your perspective on some things really quickly here. Because I've heard you talk, and even with our conversation, I know you have a passion for hip-hop, as do I. I wouldn't call myself a historian, but, you know, like most urban youth, I've been listening to hip-hop since I was 14, 15. I used to go to Tower Records every Tuesday and buy everything they had, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm you know, I'm well-versed in what's going on in the hip-hop scene. So tell me, what would be like, your favorite era of hip-hop oh um i wouldn't no questions asked i would have said early miss three years ago right that, that was, can you hear me yeah yeah, yeah i would have said i would have said early mid 90s three or four years ago easy no question asked i wouldn't have hesitated but i can't really say that now i would have to say early to mid 90s to right now where we at 2020 2021 because i'm i'm liking some of the younger people out um i've got to maybe it's because i've got to vibe with some of the younger people see to me i i if you get to know a person i've learned that that make a difference in how you listen to their their music too because if you get to know personally it does make it a little bit different you know um so i would say by interacting with a lot of the newer people being what i do with uh the nerve dj movement movement shout them out as i want to shout them out as well i've gotten to meet a lot of the younger ones that's coming in um i, I say i would have to put them in there i would say early to mid 90s and right now where we're at right now um mid 2020 to currently 2021 yeah i i, I, I like them both got it got it okay so that's that's interesting because i'm I'm I have a difficult time sometimes because I'm I would say mid 90s is probably my favorite only because um, mm -hmm. the music wasn't as frequent like every Tuesday we got music it, we we weren't flooded with as much hip hop as we are now and a lot of and it's funny you say getting to know somebody because that's how I would always interact with an artist like if i like them then i want to go watch the interviews i want to go i, I want to go hear them talk so i can kind of get a perspective of the actual person you know what i mean so so you saying you not want to because i'm you know shit i'm shit i'm 40 so we a little bit older so you're not one of the people who look at the younger generation and shun them for the harmony based music or for a lot of them sounding alike so you don't take that approach well, you know what, Hanson? I would I would not be honest if I told you that in most cases I, I do. Most cases I, I, I do look at it like mm, mm I'm not even finna do that. You know? Um that's why it, it's kind of tricky. That's why I can't just solely say this this that's why I said it once you get to know an artist, because I can count the artists out right now. Um on one hand that I like. So I, so I, I, that's why I can't just say a genre, um, 
a time frame in a whole for 2020, 2021. Because I do look at it like that. I look at it like a lot of the females look and sound the same. Um, I look at it like a lot of the males sound the same. They might not all look the same, but they all sound the same. Um, and don't let somebody pass away. Then you're going to hear here somebody I'm hearing so many rappers sound like King Von right now it is it's ridiculous and he had a distinctive sound the way he told the story it was da, 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 uh, uh, uh. like it was like a narration that uh, 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 like every upbeat boom he was hitting you with a punch so now you got the you got the, some of the newer cats who wasn't rapping like that at first they still in that so I do say I, I do have the same right I can't lie like I said I can count maybe five artists out right that I that I play regularly, um, and, and you know, without skipping their music. So yeah, I, I I can agree with the sentiment that it is very repetitive now, and it can be annoying. The sounds can be annoying, um, and I skip through it. And some of it I don't even know. Not the beauty and you know, kind of and having seniority on my outlets and, and and doing things my way and coming in with. Uh, I'm gonna say stipulations, but coming in with this, I'll come and work here if I can still be true to me. I don't want to do it based on what they send to you guys and tell you guys in a press what I want your station to play. You're gonna have to call so and so to do that. If I can still do mine this way, I'll be glad to come and work here. And bless that the outlets that have solicited me that I work for. They understood that and they respected that. And I get to still kind of, you know, do my play It's because I rock with it. I, I don't fake and shake with nobody. I'm not going to play it just because somebody told me I had to play it. Nah, that don't work for me. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. Because I was going to ask you about that. Like being on the radio, it's, it's funny you went into that. Because in my opinion, like being on the radio, it has to put you between like a rock and a hard place, um, needing to. I would think sometime in radio, you have to play what's current. You have to play what's out right now. But shit, what if, <laughs> what if, what if you don't really fuck with it like that? So you saying when you take a job, you let them, you let them know that I'm a play stuff how I want to play it, opposed to you giving me a playlist and I'm just playing some shit that I may not even like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if that means um, I can't work there, I'm up with that person. I'm going to eat regardless. I'm, I'm at an age and at a point in this in the, this industry, in this game that um, I'm going to be okay. I, I'm okay with that. Um, in the beginning, I used to, it's still pretty much my style. I remember, um, I, I don't, I never like to, I, I'm not going to get into the name dropping because I don't like to I, I never got on by who I know. Uh, people, I've always got a hard time for that. People said, will say, girl, you need to be telling people, you need to have so-and-so plug you. You need to have, they plug me in other ways. Or you need to tell people, because then people, I always want to make sure people rock with me because of my skill and what I bring to the table, not because they think that I might introduce them to Master P. They think that I might introduce them to, I'm not rocking with none of that. Um, because uh, one thing don't got nothing to do with the other. You know, um, I just said his name just because that was one of the first names that I know people like to say, well, you was you was over there with No Limit. Y'all must have fell out. I still rock with everybody over there that I started rocking with. It was just always understood.
that I have something going on outside of that. And, um, you know, I bring my own thing to all tables. And that was one of the things that I learned over there was at the end of the day, you got to kind of make sure that you still can juke no matter where you at, right? Um, um, excellent teacher. That's what people don't understand it is first and foremost is I'm not a rapper. I didn't need to go over there and, and put out music, even though that's how I was found out by somebody on No Limit Records was because I did not because I'm an artist, but because I did features with um, artists from City King Music. Shout out. Um, from City Music is all over at City King Music and uh, do it moving. I want to shout him out as well. And New Black, um, you know, and Young Me, I got to do that just because um, you, you want to pay it for it. And I know that that's how I was spotted. And they are artists, not me. And people was all like, who is this gritty chick on here? I realized like, I'm at the time, I, like, I'm a full grown, grown woman. I'm not a rapper by no means. You know, it was just something that was came up came up um, into play over there. So yeah, I make sure that I always keep it to where I can run with my own baton at the end of the day and any platform I come into, I make sure that I can still be me or I don't need it. I'm in the beginning. I started out my brand with, since my brand has always been clear to others, the first lady point of view. That's what POV stands for. All these outlets and TikTok was using it. That's been my marker for 30 years. If you me follow my history i've always used that not because it was a cute thing but because i wanted to be clear that it's going to be my point of view with what i do it does not represent or reflect any outlet that i work with or for or anybody that i get down with that is me so if you're gonna be mad about it be mad at me i just like to make that clear and um you know i've been blessed in the sense of it's worked for me and I've never lost a meal behind it. Now, I'm sure that it's probably people that wanted to rock with me that never approached me because of that. Um, but you don't miss what you never had or you don't know um, was out there. That's the way I look at that. Like I said, in the beginning, I did used to censor myself. I was real careful because I wanted that in the thin of the people that I was working with, like me and Lauren, we had totally different styles of working and certain things I had to kind of like watch where I would go with it because I didn't want to compromise the integrity of his brand. So, but I'm out of that now. I, I'm in it a decade I'm doing nothing, no more that I got to do that with. Um, you'll never catch me gossiping about in the industry. Look, I, I'm the chick that on, on for real, Let, I'm going to cut through it with you. I'm not going to talk about that because, um, you know, I don't want to do that on your platform. But I'm going to give you an exclusive tea right now, Harrison, just because. Um, I'm, I'm going to shake it up a little bit. Um, I could, I, I, I might, this might come back to me, but like I said, I'm decades in it. I'm, I'm going to shoot it. Um, if, if, if I was to do a tell-all or a real candid interview right now, um, Made so it's some majors that would be like, Wow, no, she didn't say that. Um, I've never repeated things that people said to me when the microphone was off or the camera wasn't rolling. I could have been on some Charlemagne guy and shit a long time ago. I and people tell me that, like, you could have been went to a next level if you played dirty, but see the code of conduct and um. 
It, you have to have journalism integrity. Yeah, I'm the hood chick. But see, the difference in me and the average podcaster or blogger that's out there is I don't need to win so bad that I'm going to say what Buckmouth and I discussed in a hotel room once Jay Million cut off the cameras. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the chick that's going to say what Nipsey Hussle and I discussed in a lot of talk radio before he made it big. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what Master P and I discussed in the studio session um, when he didn't know that so-and-so was sitting next to us with their camera phone on and I had to tell them, uh-uh, you can't have that on. You know, um, you, you, you just don't do that. That's just my position as far as, um, you know, as far as for me, it don't work. But if I ever decided to, you know, it, it was a time where that's what I wasn't going to put out there. Like at a time, but I'm going to say, like, I, I might get some backlash for it, but it was a time where I felt like, I'm going to shout Yuck out because when I first started doing this on a major level, Yuck was one of the major names. I've, I've interviewed Thomas Wakul of the, uh, of the um, San Francisco. For, I, you know, my dumb, that's the thing people don't know about me. Like, I'm from NFL to actresses to actors. It's not just hip-hop with the kid. And when I, you know, when I first started out, that's what it was. But I, that, and I, I kind of felt a way because... Um, when I first started out, Yuck was one of the major names that, that I bought in and, and, and interviewed. And after I did kind of like woke the game up as far as Yuck been the man. Don't get me, don't get it twisted. But as far as like Sacramento people, um, it, they, the, the stats speak for themselves. It, it, we're not going to front. Other than Bruno from my section, wasn't really like a lot of people reaching out to Yuck from Sacramento. That's what made me want to have him in my first lineup. When I first came and I did Digital Underground, Money B, I did Yuck, I did uh, Lee Major, um, all of them around the same time. I did All Bay. Be Legit. Be Legit is one of, shout out to Be Legit. He's one of my favorite people to interview, to be honest with you, because it was just real and just raw. Yuck was always real raw, too. And I, I, I kind of felt away because once, like, we did i think a lot of people started reaching out to him and once started reaching that wasn't the issue it was like um i think people kind of forget where like i'm not that kid that's gonna ever get how or who or what you know what i'm saying and i just kind of feel like sometimes when you when you rock with people they'll kind of forget like i who this group of people onto them. I'll say it, say it like that, and I'll move on from that. And you just can't, you can't really dwell on that. You got to move on. I always tell people, I got a little saying why I say, you just take a mental note and keep it pushing, you know, and that's what I do. <laughs> I take a mental note and keep it pushing. Yeah. I know that was a little bit off course, but no, I just want to put that out. People, like I said, I wanted to give you a little exclusive tea because a lot of the stuff that I, I'm kind of going with is that because I'll probably never do this again. You know, I don't like being a person that gets it. It's just a, it's a place for me, but I guess you gotta I need to get new. I'm always on the other side. I owed you this one. I told you this, I think, a couple of years ago. Like, I don't know, I just this ain't the side I'm used to being on, so I'm trying to get it all. But these are things that I know people always wonder and they always ask me about is, do she still rock with no limit? 
Yes. I'm giving Harrison a T, y'all, on purpose. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I still got love for the people that asked me, what's up with Regine? I seen after her cousin, uh, the gal and start rocking with him. It seemed like she don't rock with them no more. I'm still cool with anybody that's cool with me. I'll look at it like that. But people just got to always remember how things come about. You can't forget how you got linked and then act like that person is non-existent. But it is what it is. Everybody moves different. So, yes, I'm cool with if Yuck was to reach out to me, hey, it's going to be business as usual. The Gatlin, that's my blood cousin. You know, our parents got the same mama and daddy. So when people wanted to inject themselves when they thought me and him was having a rift, that's a no-no. That's family. You know, and me and him going to still joke later on. And then now you got it to where, um, I don't know about him, but First Lady Felicia K, I never rock with you. It's stuff that I could probably help your brand win. I'll never do that because I don't feel like people should get, I don't, business-wise, you move on. But when it's family, if you get in people's family business, to me personally, it's not no coming back from that. I'm going to still be family with my family, but the fact that you felt like you could get involved in it and have an input on public platforms, on your social network, I'm back for that. So, um, so that's another question ask that out there yes um and that's pretty much the only thing like i said as far as exclusive stuff that people always want to know um yeah so i gave it to you harrison so they know that <laughs> that's the deal now something i want to touch on real quick because you 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 spoke to something that kind of speaks to what i've been going through too you spoke to like not using your platform to be salacious like not using your platform to tell down to, to tear down other people or or talk shit about other people right because early on right. when i began doing this i would approach like i would want to talk about a news story and i have a problem mm -hmm. with black men and women who be out here cooning who obviously don't have our right. best Enter, you know what I mean? They don't have our best interest at heart, but it's a way that you approach all these things, right? Because if you create a platform where all your headlines got somebody else's fucking name in it, that's what you're gonna be known for. You know what I mean? And then sometime it ain't even worth that. Sometime it could be a misnomer, or sometime it could be a situation where you read the news wrong or anything. You know what I mean? So you that's a good point you made that. There's a particular way you can do this media shit that will get a lot of attention immediately. And typically that involves tearing right. down somebody or having somebody else name in your fucking mouth. And that that there's no longevity right. in, that, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, it, but you know what, Harrison? It's it's tricky because me and you see eye to eye on the on, on that whole cornery thing. It's how you approach it. First of all, I'm not, this the thing, um, the gossip blogs and all of that, if that's how they live in, I'm not mad at it because, you know, people do feed activity a little bit more. It depends on where you want. Before Angela Yee with her rumor report and and Shay Room and Jason Lee with Hollywood a lot. You gotta pay homage to where homage is due. Wendy opened that lane for the gossipers, right? Um, but first lady Felicia K. Um that's not what I wanted my lane to be. I came in it knowing that, you know, um, but you still gotta be true. 
You know, if you're if you want to touch on stuff, see to me that's not a gossip thing, no. Like when you say you got a problem with the queen and things of that nature, that's to me that's a social issue. That's social. That's not gossip. To me, a gossip columnist or a gossip blogger is worried about who the baby got pregnant, right? Worried about um who so is sleeping with. That's a gossip columnist. Or worried about who in a divorce. Somebody that's on, on some so-and-so is cooning or, or so-and-so is some, to me, that's social issues. That's that's what I do. That's what you do. And to me, we're going to get slept on a little bit more um, as far as popularity. But if you do it right, monetarily, you won't get slept on. Because when I tell you through the pandemic, when people were starving, the kid was eating. And I was eating by being, doing exactly what we're doing right by being, and by being, and the people on my social platforms that's local that's still in the bubble of if it ain't if i didn't see it on the internet it didn't happen see that's where they get it twisted because just because you didn't see it on the internet i don't even post half the time what i'm doing but i'm still since they started the be experience in 2013 i am an invited guest that go and cover it and broadcast it live on the radio i, I get i go every year this was the first year i ever was um, actually sitting down like a real guest, like, um, yeah, I've always worked the red carpets, what they consider a corresponding, where, or sitting in the, um, the best room or radio remote and bring my, um, or, um, where we do genius talk, where Jamil Hill to do it with T.I. and a couple of other major people, uh, Mona Scott Young. Um, but this was the first year I got to actually sit down behind like in the audience behind fat joe in a formal gown with my legs crossed and feel real boss you know why because i still stay true to me you know um and and so you don't have to i, I like to tell people i like to make this clear social media is a great tool it's a great platform but only if you're comfortable with it but and it's not the end i'll be on me i know i am a non-scripted person i'm a person that in the beginning of the social media, me being on the social media, I will be the first to admit I made a lot of mistakes. If I go back and read and some of the stuff that I was saying post, I, I think, what the, why, why you do that? Why you entertain that? You know what I'm saying? But I tell people I'm not embarrassed about it though. What I do it if if I if do look I, if if. Mm, I, I wouldn't say I would. I don't. Well, some things I regret. But I'm not embarrassed about it, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. to be embarrassed means that I wish it was just like, oh, my God. Right? I regret it. I would do it different if I knew better at the time when I was new. to. I came to social media. I was already full grown, like 30s, like early 30s, right? So um, mid, mid to early 30s. So I was already an old head. So I didn't realize what that like this can harm you. And I scared off people. I, I met people along the way that said, um, I always wanted to work with you, but I didn't think you was approachable. So in that a sense, yeah. So now that could be the downfall of that, you know, and but I learned and you did learn and those that was willing to take the chance to, to rock with me, they'll tell you now they don't regret it. Because 
it's gonna pay off in the end and i like i said i i, I some things i wish i would have done a little different but i'm happy that i made the mistakes because it was growing pains and it's an example to somebody else now what i am more grateful for than anything is being able to like now share with you that i do wish i wouldn't have done things a certain way because now i can clear the air with people let them know that is not a representation of me that was a part of me but that is not the full scope of first lady felicia k um i would let people because i'm thinking like in the sense of i come with respect so god damn it you're gonna give me respect right that was my perspective so if i felt tried or tested back then i would address that on that very platform felt violated whereas now somebody said i might be now and again pull car especially if it's somebody that i know in real life because first of all we full, we full grown right and if we know each other in real life girl you know damn well you could call me or you know if i see you right now at an event or on the streets you're not gonna say that it's gonna be what's up first lady so i'm gonna hold you accountable because me and you have spoke about this harrison as the people as adults and as black people we have to be accountable to hold others accountable as well. I'm a firm believer of in what you allow is what will continue. So if I allow you to play with my legacy and my brand in any way on any of these platforms, you're gonna keep doing that. And I'm not gonna let you do it because I work too hard, I come respect, and we're not gonna do that. But certain things I just feel like we do have to be far as when we're branding ourselves and what we're doing and how we do it. But I also feel what is meant for you for you and you don't have to totally censor and not be who you are to win you if you, you don't choose to go to gossip route you don't have to do that you might not seem like you winning to the world but behind closed doors people don't know what what the next person's checks look like or their bank account look like and to me that's the gratification because i'm at a point in life where i don't do nothing for show i do it for dough and that's just that so um i'm older i got grown kids that got college tuition and you know we need real things over here we need mortgages paid we need cars and college tuition and grad school things of that nature so like i said um it's never about show for the kids so if i'm doing it it's gonna benefit me now do I do things just on the strength and for free to help put on somebody I believe in? Like you said, with the businesses, I like the way you set that up and I respect that. And, um, you know, that's, that's a very good look. Do I do things for that reason? Just on the strength of loving to see my people win? Yes. I've been known that was my whole brand and people used to get on me about, um, you put people on and all of them passed you and they don't do the same for you. They won't mention you once you blow up, once they do that. And, have I curbed that? I have, but I'll never stop doing it because you don't always get it from who you gave it to. I've learned that too, I, but I don't whine over who I did for either anymore. I used to. That like that's one of those things I said in the past. I used to do. I would get on and I did this for you, and then look at how you acting like you don't even. I don't gotta do that because one thing I noticed is all of those people are still in the same position. I left them. You see, and that's the way you got to trust in your process and trust in your faith. All of those people that I used to entertain with, I did this for that person and they act like I don't exist or this, that, and the third. They still where I left them two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. I done tripled and doubled up since that. I done moved on. I done rubbed elbows with a whole nother group of people. I'm in a whole nother, whole nother 
group of people when I'm sitting in, in, in meetings. So, you know, you just got to look at it like that, Harrison, and just keep it pushing. And I want to see everybody win. That's one thing that if you know me, you know that I want to see everybody win. I might, it might don't seem like that as much now as it used to back in the day, but I do have other major brands that are linked to me now. So I do have to curb how I network for other people too, because some of those outlets, it might be a conflict of interest. And, you know, you just got to watch that. Um, so, yeah, that's the deal with that. What's your next question? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So something else I want to ask you, right? Kind of touching on what you was just saying. Like, what do you think it is? What do you think it is about our people when it comes to like, because you was mentioning how you put pe people on, how I talk about the black business. Absolutely. Like a, this is a thankless Absolutely. job. I don't do this for anything. I do it because I love my people. Why do you think so many of us feel like we're in competition? Like when when somebody's doing something great, you can't just congratulate them. You got to damn near hate on them. Like what, right. what is it about us that feel like even if it's somebody in a particular space, we feel like they taking our spot or that should be us. What, what, what is it about us that are always in competition instead of congratulating each other? You know what, Harrison? I don't know about that one because. I don't have a jealous bone in my body. I, I'm I'm a I'm a Christian first and foremost. I believe in God. And one thing that I know for certain, this is my great grandmother been teaching me this since I was a little girl. Me and all my siblings and my cousins, we know this to be true. What is meant for me is, and there's only one me. So it could be 15 million people doing what I do, but it's only one person that's gonna do it, like First Lady Felicia K. My true core following is where I'm at and what I'm doing. I decide to hang this all up tomorrow and decide I want to sell water. They're gonna they're gonna get that water. You see what I'm saying? So you have to look at it in that aspect. I don't know what it is about us, but I do know one thing. Me and you talked about this before, and I hope I don't step on. Um, I hope this is not against the grain to say this on your podcast. One of the main things I feel like is wrong with our people um, is everybody feel like like it's a little bit of what I said. If somebody else is doing it, they can't excel at it too. Well, usually the people that feel like that are the people that are only doing it because they've seen somebody else in the first place. So that's why that's their mindset, right? Um, broadcasting journalism has been a thing since Winfrey and Barbara uh, Walters, honey. And, and so me personally, I know that I'm always be that right it's just a matter of what do you bring to the table that's different and that's why i say to me i don't know what it is about our people i think it still go back to the slave mentality personally um i think it's about that 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 um it can't be but four house niggas at a time mentality excuse my language but we we keeping it real over here um it can't be but four or five of them at a time or and me and you talked about this on my podcast or the white is right mentality when i tell you um I, I got so disgusted it, it, with the Sacramento hip-hop scene to, like, like I said, and not to take away from nobody else because I, I always feel like, and, and and this is not on no arrogance because I feel like you're supposed to feel like this. Nobody going to do it, but I do the way I do it. Just like nobody going to do Harrison and Melanated Fathers of America the way you do it. That's what makes us great, right? Um, in our lanes. So don't get me wrong. I'm not taking nothing away from nobody. But I watch the same people um, jump through a circle for somebody that was um, trying to be, I'm going to say it. I don't care who get mad. Trying to be black. The 
uh, yeah, and just, you know, all the hood of it all, that actually is offensive to me. But see, she's white. And I watch all my people, yeah, poster, um, I'm going to be on so-and-so-and-so, and, so and, so, and this, she came on after, way on the scene to me. So to answer your question, what's wrong with our people, is they want to see me and everybody win except other black people. That's what. White is white. I'll even take a white girl trying to culture appropriate over this black girl who I know her story is really what it is. She really came from this. She really is a rose up out of concrete that went to college, got a broadcasting journalism degree, and paid it forward and reached back. I don't have to mess with hip hop. Like I said, I've been trying to retire from it. But I do, right? I, I could probably be further if I took hip hop out of my equation altogether. You know, um, trust me, I, I've, had, I, I've had offers to take it out of my mix altogether. Um, I could be sitting working at TV One right now on a project with a friend of mine that's over there if I wanted to remove hip hop from my equation right now, but I chose not to do that. But you think that's respected? Nah, not, not amongst our people here in Sacramento, but what is respected is let me put on some big old shades and in, 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 and change my skin to white and talk like and do my all it is. Oh, they gonna love that. I don't move like that. Uh, you know, I'm sophisticated. I'm I'm a hood black woman that's sophisticated. But to them, I'm too hood because I'm not gonna stroke your ego. I'm I'm a, all of that good stuff. No, that don't got nothing to do with none of that. Just say what it is. It's not that I'm too hood because that that what y'all campaigning for ain't got nothing to do with that. Ain't got nothing to do with hood because you ask me, that's ghetto. If you ask half of the people that would watch or, or see that would say that's ghetto right um like i said shout out to her because see my mom ain't with her i always tell people this when people say stuff like even about white rappers well what about um uh mac miller or or uh eminem or iggy azalea and all of them appropriating what you feel about that first lady well i know one thing about them is it's a black person and they can't behind the whole thing. So if I'm going to really come for anybody neck, I'm going to come from them. Because I know it's a black girl on every corner of every hood that can outgas Iggy Azalea that won't get that break. I know it's a white, uh, a black boy in on every corner in every hood that can outgas Eminem uh, lyrically um, and with cadence that won't get that break. That, that same black man that probably Eminem off the corner walked past. Why? Because that young black dude represents a threat to him, meaning after rapping, he might go on to be a CEO or an executive that might bump my spot. You know, so um, I watched Dr. Dre recently, and I got love for Dre. Um, recently, he he, I watched him mention something about him, and I know they got a tight, or they real tight, but Dr. Dre got Eminem from 50 Cent, right? And that still go back to something we talked about earlier, forgetting, right? I never hear him mention 50 Cent and nothing. Regardless if you get along with him still or not, it, it's just always remembering. I got this saying that's a part of my um, slogan, and I've been saying it for 13 years on all my broadcasts, and it's reach back for those that are com coming up before you and pay homage to those who did it before you. It's free, right? Um, and I feel, feel even if I'm not cool with the person, I always pay homage to them. I did a my very first magazine publication interview. I talked more about Marvelous than myself. You know, um, a lot of people told me I wouldn't have done that. She, she, you know, you should have focused on yourself because she don't really this about you or she don't really that. Well, she's never said those things to me, you know, and even if she did, um, still the fact of how I feel about her, 
You see what I'm saying? Or the part she played in who I am today. That's why I always tell people, black people, you got to do better. So you, that's what I feel the problem is. Whether somebody gossiped to me about anything that this person said about me, if I didn't hear him say it, even, even if I did, and they still played a part in what I got going on, I'm going to give them that. You know what I'm saying? As far as the hip hop lane, Marvelous was the first person that really, I really like got into this messing with. You know, was that my first in hip hop? No. But as a black woman from the the hood, that was it for me. We was 12, 11 and 12 years old. So I just, people like Dr. Dre and them with their bigger platforms will look at it the same. And it still goes back to your question. Why black people won't do that with each other? I don't know, Harrison. Um, I think it does go back to that old mentality that we came up with, though. I really feel that in my heart, that, that crab in the barrel, and it can only be one at a time, four, one to four house niggas at a time. One of us can drive master to the grocery store. Like I said, I watch people that I know that I've plugged and put, and I played their records when, wait a minute, don't get me wrong. Hey, I know other people playing the records now, but before that person even had a platform, I'm playing your records um, where it's syndicated out here in LA. And um, I'll watch people, they'll post that, 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 that white lady's link so quick. And you could go to their timeline and see how many times they post anything to do with the kid. I'll cry about it because that's internal. And like I said, all of that, that they're still in the same place, though. They're going to still be clapping, rooting for that same person, going to be on that same show over and over and over again. Um, but then they'll get in my box on that Facebook and ask me questions about get with someone how can i get with someone so and so and so you know what i'm saying so you just got to be mindful of that um it, it's got to go both ways and our people do need to stop being scared that somebody else is going to take your shine me personally i will never i'm I, rather no matter what color is like i said i know people be like why don't she be saying she ain't tripping on old girl more than she tripping on her own people because she don't owe me nothing the culture appropriator don't owe us nothing she already paid me homage she already paid me homage as far as I'm concerned because trust me, she know who I am. She watched me. I was doing this before her. A lot of the style is similar. And the woman that do what I do, she already studied us, right? She, I feel like anybody that is a culture appropriator, they, they are already paying us homage. If you are appropriate the culture, sometimes I think it can be disrespectful and it's disgusting to me when we make with the overkill. But do I feel like the person is intentionally being disrespectful? No, I don't in most cases because in their mind, they really think that they're doing it and they're paying us homage in the fact that they felt the need to steal from us. I feel like us as the people owe it to ourselves more. I'm not saying don't support that though. Trust me, because you cannot box yourself in and only one outlet of support. Um, and, and a lot of people base it on followers. Well, this person got more followers, and I always like to remind them, why, though? Because you same coons, like you refer to them as, because that's what they are, you same coons are going to overdrive sharing their link. I, I see you same coons as mutuals with Harrison. Y'all same mutuals with me. I don't see this link on page, though. And see, because well, that's always something that people will say, well, this person got more followers. Well, how did they get it? Because my people help campaign for them. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I don't post their stuff. Because they ain't interested in you talking to a whole cat from the hood and 
listen on hip hop. So you got them followers because my people who are not supporting their own people. Now, me personally, I cannot lie. Once I got out of the mindset of not caring, my followings, I, I have to say this. My my biggest following ain't black people, Harrison. I have to say that. I gotta make you know, we gotta make our people accountable in that aspect. I don't know why we're like that. Um, I'm sorry it is like you know, I don't got a problem with calling them out. I know people gonna get mad, but like you said, that's what we gotta start doing. I, I, that resonates with me. Our first conversation that we had is accountability is what's hopefully gonna change the game. I don't I don't do it you know, for fame or none of that. It's all about the games for me. And, you know, like I always say, I don't, you know, I don't do it for show. It's always for the dough. Um, and I also, you know, like to make sure people are aware that it, it can only move is if we campaign for each other. You know, we can't campaign for every other race but our own because at the end of the day, when they decide they don't want to act black no more, Justin Timberlake, um, uh, uh, I like him a lot. He, Robin Hick, yeah, once um, T.I. just spoke about it about Iggy Azalea, and he put her on. He said once she wanted to be white, she didn't need me no more. At the end of the day, I'm knocking them. It's never their fault. My the story is this. They decide to go back home, they're going to go back home and then forget your black ass. Remember that. They're going to eat off our culture as long as we set up the table and the plate, and they're going to go back home. And then you're going to have to come back to the black chick that you looked at like, I don't want to mess with her show. Because guess what? That's where we are a forgiving culture. You know, I'm gonna be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Because we're a forgiving culture, and all these other outlets and cultures, they stick together. And, and that's what our people gotta understand is the Asian culture, they're gonna put on for their people, Hispanic culture, gonna put on for their people, white people, gonna put on for their people, Indian culture, gonna put on for their people, black people, the only people that's gonna always try to find who doing it bigger and who doing it better, instead of wanting to build from the ground up with the one that's up and coming. And that's one thing that I always will be forever grateful to Mr. Fab, Be Legit, Yuck Mouth, Lauren Reed, Mother Love, Dinner Hassle, and Sam Hassle for being their names at the time when I came into it. Oh, and Benny Siegel being the bigger names at the time when I came into it. Master P as well. They they rocked with the kid. See how easy that is, y'all? You know what I'm saying? You you want to always do that because when we coming up, you want to make sure that um you don't forget when you feel like you're a little comfortable as to who was rocking with you when you was coming up. And our people don't want to get with the people that's coming up. They want to get the people get with the people that's already established. Well, guess what? The people that already established ain't story until you make it. Now go figure. Maybe get it out there with the person that's coming up on that on the podcast end first. And then once you make it big, because you know, um that that's something that we just gotta be mindful of, you know. It is what it is. Yeah. It's kind of tricky yeah, to Sacramento though. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I think that all of these things just continue to we need to continue to talk about them because our um love for white culture, like our love for people outside of our culture when it comes to the clothes we buy, when it comes to the cars we want, when it comes to everything about our being to a degree has an association with what is white. You know what I mean? And a lot of our people just aren't of the mindset that we need to divorce that shit. That's why I do what I do. That's why I talk about history. That's why I come on my platform. You never gonna see me wearing a goddamn Gucci hat or wearing some, all the shit I wear is based on something black. 
Like we can all talk about oh, it let if me you want to, but you got to oh, be about it. Oh, you got on the Chris show? <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, the reason why I made sure I brought on these hats, and I'm going to continue to buy it. I'm gonna, yeah. Yep, I'm going to continue to buy from, from Nipsey Hussle's family because once this man died, the same people who was talking about how much they loved him, they posting his pictures, they crying all this shit, they go goddamn to the Chinese store and buy some fake Crenshaw shit or some fake Nipsey Hussle shit. Like, this is what black folks do. Because right. it's cheaper. You see what I'm saying? So we can't be talking about who we love and right. you don't like police violence but you see a black business and you shit on them. It's kind of the same thing. You see what I'm saying? You got to be with right. us all the way around. And a lot of black folks ain't. So I think that's that's why I'm, because sometimes I I like sports. I like hip hop to a degree. And I've thought in my mind, I could do a podcast about some of these other things. But I'm like, nah, fuck that. My passion is my people in figuring out a way to get us out of the bottom the way that we have been. It's, it's a task, right? Like, because we ain't... <laughs> Some days I'm hopeful, some days I'm not because it's it's, it's always a whole bunch of nigga shit going on. I'm I'm gonna take the, uh, <laughs> what you call it, Hilton? What you call it? What you say? You say nigga shit. <laughs> yeah. It's too much of that. You know what I mean? Because I like to have fun. Shit, I like to drink. I like to relax. Right. I like to do a lot of things everybody else do, but it's a time and a place for everything. You know what I mean? And we keep getting treated right. the way that we get treated because like you, like we were talking about the last conversation when I was talking about Vlad, that was just an example right. of somebody white entering our culture and we giving them more love. Like for instance, Lord Jamal was one of the most popular guests on Vlad TV. He would get millions upon millions upon millions Absolutely. of views on this network. Lord Jamal got his own, uh, he got his own podcast. His podcast per episode, he doing 10,000, 15, which is great. But look at but look at that. The same people who was fucking with him when he was on Vlad doing millions of views. Now this man is on his own and he's doing not even a third. You see what I'm saying? So it's how we think about ourselves. People say we haters for saying that, though. But you know who will say we haters for saying people that's the thing that kill us our people right now when they watch this they're gonna say oh she hating on that white girl oh he hating on vlad no baby it ain't about hating it's we discussed it with y'all black asses it ain't we ain't i don't i'm not hating on vlad he not hating on vlad i'm not hating on old girl we held more accountable because like he said jamal should have more hits than vlad why he was one of the most influential that was ever on that i watched people Go on that show and exploit him. He was just recently really on some real racist. I don't know if they people that love him and love to go sit their black behinds down over that interview. I don't know if they realize the hype he was recently on during the pandemic trying to come for all of these major black leaders. And people were saying, well, if that's how he you know that was some racist shit. Mm-hmm. Period. Like, come on, man. Yeah, that is how he really feel. So y'all gotta stop thinking that people rocking with y'all out of the love of the blackness and other culture. People like Harrison that's doing these um, black-owned businesses, that's out of the goodness of his heart. People like me that was reaching back for you independent artists, you unsigned artists that are not international, that was out of the goodness of our heart. Um, and y'all gotta learn how to cipher through the BS class 
and them they don't give a damn about y'all like you look what you just said you said he getting ten thousand a stream which is a lot but vlad is getting 10 million mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 10 million right and what do he do but it, it's an exploitive i tell people all the time it's great in some aspects um because you can tap in with artists that you were like wondering i wonder where so is they'll pop up over there but then the thing is it still go back to what you said though it ain't no wiggle room but why is it that they pop up over there because i'm sure it's a thousand black platforms you could have went to yep that people would have tuned in just because you've been in my and that's the win for you and that up and coming black platform because they're gonna get views and streams just because people been where um where something that um people will wonder where they are and that um that they don't really come out that much we'll say andre 3000 right um you know somebody like that a pop out pop up on vlad tv i'm saying that he will or whatever i'm just saying Whereas to if he reached back and pop up instead of a Vlad TV or a shade room um, or something like that and do an interview, if he was to on a melanated father's podcast, he is a father. He is melanated. That's a win for you and him. Because first of all, everybody going to tap in because they want he did and what he got to say. Right. And then with you, this is the up and coming podcast that got Andre thousand to the front lines, you know, um, but you don't get that. Like I said, one of the first major interviews that I did that revived that person in our skin, you, you would think that that would have been a win for both of us. People more focused on, oh, she got him. I'm going to get him. Not, oh, you might, she got him on there. I'm going to reach out to her and I'm going to rock with her show. You see what I'm saying? Um, you just don't. It's it's interesting. Our people really disturb me with that. Um, like man, you could this could be like a series. Man, you have talked about this before because I was so similar on that. And you know, I try to I try not to into what I'm doing. It, it's so tricky because you got to worry about um, like nowadays. Like I, I see a lot of major celebrities say uh, you got to be careful on that cancel culture. Well, you can't cancel me because uh, I'm I'm ordained by God. One thing about it. God has got me, so you can't cancel me. Like I said, I'm a jerk regardless, whether it's broadcasting, journalism, I'll take my black ass right back behind the scenes and, and do television production, which I'm in the middle of production season right now. Um, it, so I, I figured out that you gotta keep it the way you eat regardless. And as long as these hands still working for me, I'm a licensed cosmetologist as well. So I'm gonna eat regardless. God gave me many of us. You know, you just, yeah. people just, I don't know, don't take into consideration the fact that if you pay it for it and you do it a little bit different, um, you'll win too in the end. You can't be so scared to want to see our people win that you'd rather, rather put other people on. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I And I I so appreciate having you on the platform today, sister. Like we've been talking about, it's been a long time coming. Um, we're going to have to do this again. Um, I'm, I'm excited to, to just continue to watch your trajectory because, like I said, you be grinding. And you don't and you don't be taking no days off. You know what I mean? And that's, definitely. And that shit's important. So quickly do me a favor and tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can find on um First Lady. You can like that on that's First Lady, always spelled with the number one ST when it's my my 
ventures. Um, that is the way it is trademarked. That is the way it is on Google search. First Lady Felicia K on Facebook, First Lady Felicia K on Instagram, and the First POV, that's on Facebook and Instagram, and then the First Lady Point of View show. Um, that is also on all platforms. We will I will be tearing down all current content on the first lady point of view show only because i started doing a podcast in the season where we had to cease production because of the pandemic but we are back up and running and in the middle of production um that was just a little gem i dropped here i don't know if i was supposed to tell that but it's out there now um um we're production for the first lady point of view talk show and that will be on um access sacramento um Raku, uh and U verse and i believe um I, i'm not sure if it's bounce or cleo tv but it'll be posted on my platform so make sure you tap in with that and thank you for having me harrison i hope um i hope i didn't take over too much uh I, like i said i'm so awkward being in the i brought you on to talk <laughs> i brought you on to talk and tell your story and you know what i mean I just want to clear the air with people on a couple of things because there's so many misconceptions because I, I I don't really like I'm not a social media. I get so many repetitive questions and then like I said, you probably the only person as far as host wise that I ever get me to down and do an interview of any nature. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to clear the air for everybody <laughs> for the questions that I know was out there. <laughs> definitely definitely well i want everybody to do me a favor and follow everything this sister's doing follow already uh follow her radio show everything she's producing just tap in you can go to her website actually which is the firstladypov.com that is the firstladypov.com most of if not all of her information is on that website again thank you everybody for tuning into another episode of the melanated convo podcast i love having these conversations this is this is like a dream come true for me because i'm a i'm innately like an introverted personality you know what i mean so to be able to have kind of great conversations <laughs> with people that don't involve like asinine shit that don't involve basic shit like sports or women or you know what i mean these are the typical things men talk about on a day-to-day -day basis the fact that i'm able to come on here right. and have great conversations with people that are movers and shakers in the world regardless of the level right everybody is at a different level that a lot of this shit is if you a star and your mind got damn it you a star you know what i mean <laughs> so i want to thank everybody for tuning to another episode <laughs> that's right you yeah. gotta look at it like that you yeah, gotta yeah. speak into existence and um thank you once again for having me on here i enjoyed it and i love talking to you as well um you know we gotta do it again sometime it's been it's been fun i'm happy i got a chance to do it <laughs> thank you for yeah, having yeah. me here Yep. So I want to thank everybody for tuning into another episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube, where you can find this show along with History Matters videos. Um, if you're listening to this on one of the digital platforms, Overcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all these places. Don't forget to leave a review. If you prefer to watch it on video, go to Melanated Fathers TV um, on YouTube and you can actually see the video of it. Again, thank everybody for tuning into another episode of the show. We out.